Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols, and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines. Headliner questions for the coming. Good to be with you. Obviously, uh, if you missed that first hour, go back, get caught up. We'll post it. It'll also be on uh, Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff, as always. This hour brought to you by our friends at Birch Orthodontics. Heather Birch. Yay, Birch. Yeah, we're going to start incorporating that. Uh, Birch Orthodontics, who, by the way, reminded me next week is Bryce's follow-up appointment. I feel like Bryce feels like we're finally making some progress. No fault of Birch Orthodontics, but you know, Ira, all three of your Lovely daughters went through the uh, situation there. It can be frustrating. It could be aggravating because you are still getting braces. And it is something that nobody wants to do. But if you have to do it, you're going to want to go get them at Birch Orthodontics. But the last time he saw some light at the end of the tunnel there, he felt like, all right, my teeth aren't hurting anymore. They saw real progress with the straightening process. So he's he's no longer complaining anymore. And he's told if, Clark, you're going to have to do it too, Clark, and it's not that bad. If he, if he ever uh, gets too ornery, just ask me. I'll send some before and after pictures to okay. my kids because, man, alive. I mean, it's amazing the difference they do. BirchOrthodox.com is the website. Birch is B-U-R-C-H, Orthodox.com. And uh, they will give you a free consultation, payment plans, great customer service. It's uh, the best in the business. Let's get to headliner questions. We've got a mixed bag this week between Facebook and also on Twitter, we'll try to get to as many as we possibly can. Richie begins us uh, begins the questions with, first off, condolences to Corey. Had to be tough watching roll it out there, Roy, with a team full of five stars. Be simply outmanned yet again, outcoached, outplayed, shorthanded FSU team. On that note, I see the ceiling for this team rising. Could they be Final Four good? Well, Corey, since he was sending his condolences to you. Yeah, yeah. As head of the Roy Williams fan club. 
Um, I figure you get to answer first. Well, look, yes, they could be Final Four good. They could also get bounced the first weekend. It's basketball. They're not as good as they were last year. Uh, I think last year was a surefire second weekend team. They weren't going to lose those first two games. At, at Their their floor was the Sweet 16. Um, this team, yeah, man, if they shoot like this, they can play with anyone and they can beat almost anyone. I don't know that – I mean, I, yeah, if they play really well, they could, they could even beat the Gonzagas and the Baylors of the world. But Gonzaga is a different animal, man. You you have to play exceptionally well. They put up a hundred on Virginia. I mean, a hundred. Clemson just put up like forty. Uh, Gonzaga is a different animal. But yes, they could be. Um, I, knowing the NCAA, they'll probably put them in Gonzaga's bracket because that's what they do. But yes, they are. They have the potential to be a Final Four team. They're 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 one. If you're one of the twenty best teams in the country, you can get to a Final Four. Um. Amstaff Knoll writes, after Mackenzie Milton leads us back to the top of the ACC next year and finds a way to get drafted, how does he say what college he is from when being introduced into the starting lineup of NFL games? <laughs> Probably Florida State. If he, win, if he wins, a, it depends on if he wins a real national title with Florida State, right? Not a yes. fake one, not one that you just claim to claim it, but a real one, he's saying Florida State. That would be tough, man, because he is a cult figure there. That would be an interesting. Uh, but but he if he was here and beat like real teams, yeah. As opposed, you know, as opposed to whoever they were playing at UCF, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then uh, yeah, FSU CF maybe is what I'll say. Uh, Noel Dad eighty four writes, "What in God's green earth is going to, is it going to take to get Corey Clark to give us an hour number two? I mean, Christ." Have you seen how 2021 has started? Hashtag <laughs> victory sausage for that ass. Look, something really good has got to happen. If they get to a Final Four, is that that's hour number two worthy, right? Well, good Lord, yes. But yeah. I would just say, I think we can simplify. If you're back-to-back ACC yes. regular yeah. season champion, yes. okay. come on, man. Or yes. if they win the tournament. They, I assume there'll be a tournament, yeah. Uh, ACC tournament. Yeah, you're right. Anything with the basketball, if they win an ACC championship – or get to a Final Four, you're going to hear it. Football, if the Garnet team bring, beats the gold team in the spring game, you'll get it. <laughs> if 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 Meat beats Florida again, if he sweeps Florida again this year. Yeah, yeah there you go. If the football team gets to six wins, whatever that sixth win is. Hey, I want to tell you guys something funny, because I don't think he'll get too mad at me, and if he does, he'll get over it. So the other day I texted Meat, and I said, listen, man, uh, we're thinking about having you on. We can talk about the schedule a little bit here. Uh, want to go through uh, some through some things if I could speak with you, and uh, he goes, I'm not allowed to talk right now. I can't talk about the schedule, and uh, I thought it was kind of odd, so I, I kind of looked and I looked at the schedule and I saw that they were held to 50 games instead of 56, mm-hmm. and so I texted back. I'm assuming that's because they know you're volatile and might say something yeah. uh, disparaging about the fact that you didn't get 56 games, and he wrote perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously he's pissed, but I bring all that up just to say, yeah, we're 30 days away, baby. Let's go. I'm ready yeah. for that to uh Yeah, they, to they start to practice start. next week. Beautiful. Uh, Greg Knoll fan says, after three consecutive off-seasons where we were certain the team was going to get better and then that not happening, is there anything that can happen before September that will give us confidence this team is finally going to be better? Ira. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's where people are at. I mean, I think people are, is to talk about what we were touching on at the, at the end of last hours. I think people there, there's reason to be encouraged, but I do feel like people have been. Yeah, you know, they feel the like they've been burned. No, there's nothing yeah. they can. Do. 
Yeah. The answer I mean, is no. Yeah. Uh, Tone Capone. I like that name. Well, let me hold, hold, hold what, one second, one second, one second. If if this if Mackenzie Milton in that offense looks really really good in the spring game, now I guess you're, the counter is going to be yeah, but they're going against this defense. And that defense a year ago was the worst defense football has ever seen. Yeah. But if the offense looks really really good, that well, you know we'll see, we'll no, see. No, nope. no, all right. It's gonna. I don't think so. I I I've still got two fingers my to my eyes and. Two fingers back to a certain defensive coordinator. I've got uh, ten fingers. Yeah, I've yeah. got ten fingers to my eyes. Yeah, I'm like got, putting a hex on them, like one of these yeah. things. Yeah, you're like, hey man, what are we doing over here? <laughs> yeah, I'm like shaky. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tone Capone said, "Is the reason that we now have two Chick Fil A's on Tennessee Street strictly for recruiting purposes? I just need every OT in the country to swing through the drive-through in order to get a large fry, if you know what I'm saying." <laughs> That is that that is the play because Tennessee's got their McDonald's, so yeah. now Florida Florida State literally has Chick Fil A's across the street from each other. Is that true? Yes, yeah, on Tennessee. Yeah, street. they do. It's I mean, a- that one I've been to that Chick Fil A that was the first one, and it was uh, I mean, it was incredible. It, I've never seen anything like it. It it was fifty five cars deep every morning. Remember the Didn't Shrek joke. The time. Remember the Shrek joke where the guys ran out from one side of the street of the Starbucks to the other side of the street to the Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, an, that's just incredible. Um, yeah. And good on Tennessee for, for, for going old school. Like anybody can like Venmo money, but you when you're going to give bags of cash and McDonald's bags, that's the way to that, go. That's, that's going for the strip club. I don't know if they have any in Knoxville, but that's strip club money. That's not like change your life money. Uh, a bag from McDonald's. Jesus. <laughs> I, mean, what are we doing? Um, I, I would, I would also tell you this, you know, one of the saddest things you'll ever see is when programs decide they've had enough of losing, they're willing to throw away any ounce of dignity that they may have, and they're going all in on the cheat. Okay, I, I, can, I can understand that. I'm not saying you should do that. I can understand that, right? I feel like we condone it almost. Like, we, we encourage it. Sometimes I think we've got to be a little bit more discreet. But, right. but what I would say is we understand the bigger picture. And what's but, at stake. So they make an effort. If you go all in on the cheat and get popped, you better have won something. That's the only way it could be worth it. You win an SEC title, maybe a division, maybe have a record over 500. You got to do something. Christ, Tennessee, nothing. You got yeah. nothing for 20-plus years. It's just nothing. Well, that, that's the one, the one lesson I think we've learned here from Jeremy Pruitt's turn, tenure as a head coach is you can be a jerk as long as you win. You can be a, a, a you can cheat probably as long as you win. You can't be a jerk, not win, and get caught cheating. Like that's yeah. the three. You can't go for three in the, in those uh, criteria. And then be indignant about it. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wants his money, man. Yeah. It's gonna be that's gonna be a fun legal battle. Oh well, once discovery comes out, I know it's gonna be great. Gonna yeah, that's gonna. Hey, be so were the you think the payments weren't ho par ho? Is that how is that is that how he did the payments? Caleb writes. Typically, would Pruitt or any head coach know how many bags of McNuggets are being dropped, or is that a booster responsibility? Yeah, no, I don't. The head coaches. That's one thing that's changed in college football over the you know probably thirty years. Back in the the SMU days, I think the head coaches were were very much involved. Yes, uh, but I think now what you have is and the perfect example is Tennessee because what you have now is usually assistant coaches 
kind of the way they kind of work their way up is by dropping bags and, and being willing to be <laughs> expendable. McDonald's about, bag man. Being the McDonald's about, bag man. Whole different. How about, how about my guy at Tennessee? One of the guys on their staff was National Recruiter of the Year last year because he brought in all these four- and five-star guys from around the country, dudes from California, everywhere in the country, signing with this dude who'd been a college assistant coach for like two years. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that had ding, nobody ding, ever ding, heard ding, of. Ding. Yeah, let's yeah. go take a look at this. What's going on over here? I mean, hey, so when the chancellor is talking about the uh, level one and level two violations and 10 coaches get fired, whoo, this is going to be pretty, man. This is going to be good. You're going to get some classic stories here. We're having prostitutes. We got did we cars. ever? But, but did you ever think, like, when you – I know Pruitt was only at Florida State for a year, and I'm not even going to talk about off-the-field stuff that was rumored was and whatnot or we know. Are ask us to do this? No, I'm not. Just the way he carried himself, the way he talked, the way he spoke, did he strike you as a leader of a, a multi-million dollar company? No, and I said that when they hired him. How's he going to talk to boosters? How's he going to fundraise? The guy can't – Speak coherently. It, I said, it, at the time they hired him, Corey, I said, first of all, it's got to be tough to take over a gig when you're their ninth choice. Yeah. But number two, in addition to being their ninth choice, you can't speak in cogent English. Yeah. You can't complete sentences. You're incoherent. It is tough to lead when you can't speak. And a very good defensive mind, by the way. I don't want to put that out. Some people are great at one thing, but then can't talk to people. He's He's that. <laughs> Somebody, somebody said, I saw on Twitter. You see how articulate that was? Jeremy Pruitt wishes he was articulate as me. Are you kidding? <laughs> somebody, somebody on Twitter said, uh, I guess this is what we should have expected when they hired a PE coach. Yeah, is, there it is. I mean, basically, I mean, again, a defensive, I don't know if he's a genius, but he's a, he's really good on, uh, scheming defenses, but the other stuff it didn't take. And that's no offense to PE coaches out there. Yeah, no. There's some, there some fine yeah. P coaches. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of that was a low blow, Ira. Driver's head is important, damn it. <laughs> Seminal Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, more headliner questions. Let's keep it rolling here. Matthew writes, uh, if you if you could pardon any former players for crimes, well done, sir. Uh, while in a football program or against the football program, who would you pardon? By crimes, I mean laughable offenses or acts of embarrassment. And he says he would pardon Chris Ricks or Warwick, and I think he means Peter Warwick. Obviously, I would uh, I would have pardoned Peter Warwick because who gives a damn what happens at Dillard's in a shirt? But but I don't like who who are you pardoning? I'm thinking, yeah, more on the field and all, you know, non-criminal crimes. Um, I, I might, um, I don't know. I, I kind of want to pardon Xavier Lee because I like him. Um, man, but he, I don't he, know, man. No, I, okay. uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah he probably probably brought brought it all on himself. Yeah. Um, pardon Jeff Bowden? No. No. Yeah, no. 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 no, no. Mm. That's hard. I, mean, I, I don't know. We we hold a grudge. It seems like. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about uh i was gonna say maybe uh marcus sims for the fumble at georgia tech but mm, maybe not no definitely, definitely not, not. No, i definitely. would say maybe i would pardon ty jones for the fumble at nc state yeah you know what that might be more on ponder that it's, it's well it's, it's more literally on ty if jones. you got near ponder he was fumbling 
if yeah. he felt your body up against as he's fumbling. Yeah. He was a little worried. But it, he was blindsided by a running back that that should not be hitting him. So I get that. <laughs> he could have held on to the ball. But also, you know, Ty Jones had an okay career. He played hard. He ran hard. You don't want to be remembered just for that one play. So I'll say, I'll say Ty Jones. You know what I think? I think a lot of people would pardon Greg Reed. Ooh. Maybe. Because. In hindsight. Yeah. I think people might pardon Greg Reed. There's a lot. He was a great punt returner. He was an okay corner. He He made plays. He he did make plays. He bailed us out against Maryland. Yeah. He he didn't seem like a bad kid. Just kind of always. He ended up kind of getting his life together, right? Yeah, I think so. And he's and he just kind of one of those kids that could just never get out of his own way off the field. We'll get, he, hey, we'll continue to give that more thought as we go through the show. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. All right. That is a good question. Um, uh, Walter writes, hindsight question. Did C.J. Walker make a good decision to go to Ohio State? He's averaging eight points a game there, same as he did here. Yes, because he starts there. Um, yeah, he wouldn't have started here last year. He wasn't going to start over Trent Forrest. That was obvious in the the run to the Elite Eight that Correct. he was uh, – that. I mean, I guess he did start over Trent Forrest technically because it's Florida State, but he wasn't going to be on the court in crunch time at Florida State because uh, Trent Forrest was. Uh, so, yeah, and it, good for him. And, and uh, Ike Obiagu starts for Seton Hall and has started for two years. Uh, still think that was a crazy, there, dumb but, decision, yeah. but whatever. Um. Roger writes, colonoscopy tomorrow, prep today. Any advice? Headlines, rules. What I did, you, you two haven't had one, have you? No, All right, you need not. to get one, man. I'm, You're I due, believe, buddy. My doctor's been telling me that for a little while. Yeah, I got to get on that. My advice would be, look, the, the stuff they give you, the worst part is the stuff they give you to drink. It's just gross. You got to yeah. get it down somehow. Yeah. And then just tell yourself, look, I'm going to watch a movie on the toilet. And I'm not going to get up. Even if I don't feel it right now, I'm just going to stay on the toilet, get a cushion behind you, and just hang out for an hour and a half. That's what I did. I watched a full movie on the toilet. So my wife had to go through it because she was having all kinds of pains. It turned and out- I faced front ways. I put the iPad on the back of the toilet, and I was, I was like straddling the toilet. That's a lie. That's enough. We're done. We're done. I got tired of holding it in my knees. I so I put the iPad on the back of the toilet. Yeah, we got the drift. Okay. That's incredible. Um, you what an image. back the toilet so that you can yeah. watch. <laughs> what an image. <laughs> so listen, my wife had to do it because she has having all these stomach pains. Turned out she had diverticulitis, which is what mm. Corey also had. So, yeah. um, and I remember when you had it because you came in studio and you thought you were going to die. Yeah, but yeah, I still man. did the show. You did that show. That was yeah, you muscled up. That was impressive. That's when I knew we had a man with character. Yeah. Um, so, but my wife kept complaining. I dismissed her like I usually do about most things. And she kept saying that she was in a lot of pain. And I was like, Oh yeah, well, I played college football, fucker. That's <laughs> yeah. not the answer she wants to hear. Nobody Dinner ready. Hear. Yeah. So eventually she went and they were like, Yeah, you got real problems, but we're gonna do a, a colonoscopy. So I watched her go through the prep, and I just want to say Corey's right. It sounds an awful lot like you have to just tell yourself, this is a wasted day. I'm going to drink this god-awful stuff. I'm going to spend a lot of time in the bathroom. Everybody leave me alone. Yeah. And I I gave you a trick, too, to to watch as as many movies as you want. Trying to get that image out of my mind. (laughs) That is so troubling. Um, Christopher writes, MVP of the season so far, Raekwon, MJ, my vote would personally go to Balsa. 
The team offensively just seems to click more when he's in the game versus when he's inevitably in foul trouble. Well, no, I would still say MJ. Um, but Boss is showing some things. He was good in the second half against Carolina, and he was good against Louisville in the second yeah. half, too. Um, yeah, and they ask him to do a lot. There's not many 7-1 guys in the country that have to guard six two-point guards at the top of the key. They ask him to do a lot, and he, he tries his best. Clayton writes, how does the current FSU Hoops team project to the NBA, in particular Raekwon Gray? Is there a service similar to PFF for college basketball? There is. Uh, uh, we, we use that synergy, um, yeah. which I think a lot of NBA and college teams use as well. Tom Lang uses it to do uh, the analytics uh, yeah. pieces we use on Warchant. But That's I right. But um, as far as the NBA, or you're a, you're more of an NBA watcher. Yeah, I could see him getting a look. Um, he look. He, we know he's in better shape. He's not in NBA shape, especially no. if he's going to play on the wing. Um, but he he's getting compared. He got the Zion one was crazy. But the one that makes a little more sense to me is Draymond. He does have some Draymond in him, and that he's a good defender. He rebounds. He's a good passer. He could be point. He plays center sometimes. He can do some things like that, but he hasn't um, – Draymond was really good in college, like average 21 a game, not 11. Uh, he's got to show the ability to knock down shots and get in even better shape. And then, yeah, a 6'8", six, 6'9", six, guy that's thick that can handle the ball and is a good passer, he could get a look, but uh, he's he's going to have to get even hey, better. Corey, I, I, I watch some NBA. You know, I, I like – you and I watch more NBA than Ira does, let's say, not, not diminishing Ira's uh, evaluation, but my initial response to that, I just want to hear what you think about this because it sounds like you were couching it. My re initial response was that, uh, no way. Well, let me ask you this. Like, is he, is uh, Duan Blair, is, it, is that a comparison? Mm. No, Blair was, more, Blair was more of a post player and like just skilled offensively. I mean, you know, I, I want him, I want Gray. To, to do it because I think he does a lot of things really well. He just strikes me as a good player going over to Europe. Yeah, I, I just – when you think about him, the NBA is so much more one-on-one -on -one defense. And who's he going to stay in – as good as we think he is defensively. And who's he, who's he beating off the bounce to create a look? There's not – what, what his strength is is getting the ball and going on a defensive rebound. But, yeah, he's not – he would have to get much, much better to have a chance just because he's not – I mean, think about what the 6'8 guys in the NBA look like. But as far play. as to answer the bigger picture question, well, Scotty Barnes is going to the league and it'll be a first round pick without question. And MJ Walker's got a chance to make it to the league without question. Um, there, there, there are a few guys on this team that you feel good about making it to the league. I think Calhoun is a guy that, again, he's just such a ball of energy right now. I want to see what he looks like when he's comfortable. But he's an NBA athlete. I mean, that guy, when you watch him run down the court, it's incredible. I mean, seeing him in person go down the court, it's like, oh my gosh, that's like a 4 4 40. Like, he's really, really athletic. I mean, and people are going to – whatever. But, dude, I, the way Polite shoots a knockdown three and defends, I could see him getting on a – at the end of a bench. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shooter's lead now. I mean, you got to be able to shoot threes. You got to be able to defend, and he does both. Well, you don't have to be able to defend, Corey. Your best player in Atlanta doesn't defend anybody. Well, well he's, he's a little different. That's, that's why, yeah, he's he's different than Anthony. Anthony Polite would make a roster on the hopes that he's a better defensive <laughs> player than Trey Young. <laughs> Although isn't Trey eleven for like his last one hundred and fifty? He he's not. Go, he's not shooting the ball well, Jeff. No, he's not shooting not, the ball well. Hey, but he had, he's, he's averaging like he <laughs> he's averaging ten assists. He's still getting yeah. people involved, but That's he's not as good as Luca. Good times. Mm. Um, 
really quickly, uh, I just want people to know about Horizon Bar and Grill because it's delicious. I've been there more than both of these guys combined. Uh, it is. It is. What's your uh, right? go-to? Do you have a go-to meal? What's the ones that you've gotten? Well, I usually get the tacos because I'm a big taco guy, and they make some shrimp tacos to die for. Okay. Uh, and I kind of, I'm like Ira. When I find something I like, I'm not wavering all around when I know that I've got gold right here. Uh, now, I have had other items. I had a chicken sandwich from there that was delicious. I also got a bowl. But what I would tell you is the the, the shrimp there is unreal, and I'm a big shrimp guy, so that's what I get. Yeah, and yeah. I'll tell you the 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 app, the battle between the apps might be between the uh, the mac and cheese bites and the uh, the shrimp. The, what's the shrimp they? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the it's like the uh, yum yum shrimp or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, whatever it is. But yeah, they've got a shrimp appetizer that's phenomenal. Um, so yeah, man, it's a uh, there's a lot of options. Corey, you got to uh, we got to get we got to get over there again soon. We're doing. I can't wait till it gets a little warmer outside, and then Daddy's just going to be on that deck for hours upon hours. I'm not moving. I'm just going to sit on that couch. It'll be yeah, like friends. That's my a, couch. It's more of a porch than a deck, but yes, I'm with you. It's it, I get the point. You're outside. It's perfect. Yes. Her, it's Horizons perfect. Horizons Bar and Grill is at Bannerman Crossing, which is on Thomasville and Bannerman, uh, next to in that little shopping center, which is a great place. That, one of the cool things about that place, as it gets warmer, is you can sit on the patio, have a meal, and your kids yes. can be running running around doing whatever they want to do. Yep. It's a it's a great spot. And I, not taking I, shots I, I, at other run away. Run. It, Right, and I don't want to take shots at other establishments, but or in that area, but it's the lone like adult. I mean, you can bring your kids there; it's a family friendly place, obviously. But you can also be an adult there without hearing a thousand different bings and bobs and machines going off. And you can watch sports. It's a sports bar slash restaurant. Ton of TVs, good TVs, inside and out. It's the place to go for March Madness. It's the place to go for a random Tuesday night. Well done, sir. There you go. I appreciate it. Horizon Bar and Grill. More Seminal Headlines and Headliner Questions in a moment. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, I like these next two questions. Uh, Octavio writes, why is Jameis never on the Heisman House commercials? Well, I think it's an obvious answer, Octavio, and I think you know what it is. Uh, yeah, but why is it Charlie Ward or Chris Winkie? I, I agree with that, and I don't understand that. It is awfully strange. I'm going to go back and watch all the Heisman commercials to see how many different Heisman winners they've had in them. I bet it's got to be 25, and not one of them. Nobody's had more Heisman winners over the last, uh, what would that be, 27 years, maybe that, one other school. That they actually Somebody tweeted about Jameis never being on it, and Charlie Ward actually retweeted it and said, yeah, me either. Like, oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, yeah man. What Charlie do? No, so listen, it is truly confounding how you would not have Charlie Ward on. Now, look, we all know Charlie. I know Charlie well. My son competed in basketball against him last year, his son. Uh, but but I don't – Charlie won? Ward is like an all-American dude that everybody loves. He's the kindest, nicest. Now, listen, is he an actor or a great personality? No. No, he's quiet. He's uh, kind of withdrawn. Yeah, but uh, you could but, do something funny like he's shooting baskets in the driveway yes, or something at the Heisman exactly. House or crushing guys in one-on-one. Versatility, Corey, was going to be my next point. Yes, he's he was an NBA player for over a decade. He yeah. played great in college. He was a Heisman winner. There's no, there's just no reason. He was before his time. So I, I don't get it. I don't understand why he hasn't been on. You know, Chris Winkie, I don't know the answer for that either. Jameis, I think that you know, obviously the controversy surrounding him he, when he was here might be something they don't want to touch. Whatever. But there's no reason that Charlie wouldn't be on. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Let's make it happen. 
Chris writes, if nothing changes, college football is going to turn into Major League Baseball in terms of giant payrolls versus small market teams. It seems likely we would be the Rays or the A's in this scenario. So how do we win on the margins in college football? I like to say I, it's more like a Formula One. It's yeah, like more you, like the you're Formula not going to be Lewis Hamilton. You're going to be. I would name another. Nobody uh, knows. I, I can't name another Formula One. Is uh, AJ Foyt still driving? I don't think so. No. Uh, one of the Andrettis. There what might about be an Danny? What about Denny Sullivan? Is he still Sven, driving? Sven, Sven Johansson. Sven uh, Johansson has had a down year. I w- I wouldn't say that they're the Rays, although the Rays just became what a game or two from winning the World Series. So you can won still do the it. World Series if he didn't pull Blake Snell. Yeah. Um. I would say they're more like uh, not just because I'm a Braves fan. I'd say they're more like the Braves. The Braves are a middle of the roll, uh, middle of the road payroll team. The lower end, like the Rays and the and whoever else he mentioned, the 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 ones that don't the spend A's. any money. That's like a uh, you know UTEP. But the middle of the road, that's where the that's where Florida State's operating right now. Not anywhere close to the Yankees or Dodgers, but in the margins where you're still you can still put together a competitive team that can compete with them. It's just there's no equity. But yeah, I, I see it. It's the gap keeps widening, man. It's not it's not shrinking. And it's a problem, a big problem. We've been talking about it for a while. I mean, I feel like we've been talking about this, you know, the writing was on the wall years ago and we saw it and I love the sport. So as much as Florida State's path to getting back to being one of those teams that can compete for it all is is a little bit easier and a little bit better than than many other schools that find themselves out in the cold, I still don't like it. I, I, yeah. When you don't have competitive balance, it's not a good thing. I mean, for years, my primary talking point about women's basketball being unwatchable wasn't just that they played below the rim, but that there were two teams in the entire sport that could win it that you would watch the NCAA tournament and you'd see elite eight games decided by 65 points. That's not competitive balance. That's not interesting. So you can't have college football where the halves are a very select group of about 10 teams and everybody else finds themselves at a distance more and more each year. That's not going to be good for the sport. We talk about a czar needing to take over college football. That would be the first thing they have to address. Yeah. And, it, and it's, uh, again, I, you know, the the fact that ESPN pays one school forty six million dollars for TV rights and another school that's supposedly on the same playing field half that or two thirds of that well over ten years you're talking about one hundred twenty million dollars in difference in profit and so ESPN and I know that it's all about the money making business and it's TV but they're creating the the uh, chasm. the chasm they're I was going to say schism. But that's a different word, Ira. That's that. I don't think that means chasm. It's a different word. It's not a. It's not a is, synonym. Is it even a word? Schism yes. is. Yeah, you could okay. like right now we have a we have a schism in our. It's also in our the name of a really good Tool song. Anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> there you go, Ira. You remember that? You remember that Tool song from '96? <laughs> yeah, I think course. right. Uh, I saw them on the Horde Fest tour. It was incredible. They were incredible. But yeah, yeah so um, so that's what I think is the what what needs to be addressed is how can you. How can they, how in 10 years, how will Florida State or Kansas State be able to compete with Alabama and Texas A&M when they're making literally $100 million, $120 million more per decade? So they get to spend all that on facilities. They get to spend all that on infrastructure and coaching staffs. And it's, you're not, it's not a level playing field. The NFL theoretically is a level playing field. Alabama, by the way, is uh, just hired Doug Marone as their, uh, Offensive line coach. 
Yeah, a former NFL head coach. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different sport, man. It's a different sport. Two quick questions from uh, from Twitter: How long after Ham retires do we name the court after him? I'd say on the day he retires, we should. Uh, PC Native writes: Is uh, Jordan Travis moving to wide receiver? And I would say, to some degree, yes. I mean, I mean, he'll, I would think he'll be a uh, a guy that moves a Swiss Army knife kind yeah. of guy, yeah. but he's not going to be listed as wide receiver. He still thinks his future is going to be a quarterback. And also, I don't think they should wait until he retires. Coach K is coaching on his own court. I, uh, I, Leonard I hear coach you. on his own court. I, I don't like you, that. I think they should have to retire. Yeah, I was going to say, I hear you, but the, the you know the whole Bowden Field thing didn't work out that great. It's, oh, uh, that's a good point. It's challenging. It did all right at Mike Martin Field, though. Uh, it, that is that is Florida State is that that is their thing though right we're gonna name this after you as you're, while you're still coaching unless your name's Mickey Andrews didn't go take a hike you didn't even <laughs> you didn't even coach here we don't even remember your name who who are you who did you coach <laughs> uh, Mr D asks what is the vibe around the Morris Center does it feel different than the last three to four years well we're not really hanging out at the Morris Center much these days guys so makes it difficult for us to give you the vibe. I mean, and I, I guess he's asking about the football program and specifically, um, I mean, I, you know, I do think that there's a, I think from what I've heard from the early returns on the, the, you know, off season workouts is that it's gone extremely well, exceedingly well. Uh, you know, so there's certainly, as we said, the guys who are here could have left at this point and they've decided to stay. And, uh, so yeah, I think the, the excitement around the team is good. Now, whether or not they have the the horses, whether or not they have the talent to play at a high level, you know, that's what we're going to have to see. You know what I realized? We've got one more segment to go in the show, and it's going to be pretty obvious that we're screwing the people on Facebook this go around. No. Uh, well, I can't, Facebook. I can't Roll get through. through it. Listen, damn it. There is a way we conduct the show. It's not about them. I want to get to these questions as best we can, but I'm not sacrificing greatness so we can get to sure. – Jersey Joe's question about the offensive line. I'm not doing it. So I will effort, but it just appears. I want to at least acknowledge we are screwing you, Facebook people, today. You're getting screwed. We hate Facebook, by the way. I was going to say, Facebook people have had a rough couple months, I feel like. Yeah, well, Facebook has sucked for a long time now. Yeah, it has. It has. But but the, but the Facebook questioners have been the backbone of our number have. two for a we long time. We can't just dismiss them. We can't it's just dismiss why them. I'm acknowledging them getting screwed. I want them to know that I know that we screwed them this time around. But maybe we'll next week. In. And yeah, wait till next we'll, week when we get our Snapchat questions going. I was gonna say maybe we'll we'll say we'll make it up to them next week, knowing that we're really probably not. We're gonna, gonna have it. IG next going week, next week. I mean, we're just getting too wildly popular, which is a good problem to have. But I'm really gonna have to have an intern or somebody start going through all this stuff and just pick out 25 of the best questions from every yeah. format imaginable. It's hard though, yeah. man. It's hard. They're all good questions. Yeah, they are. Well, no, that's not true. They're not all good questions. I know all you like the- people feel good, but <laughs> they're not all good questions. A lot of these questions suck, but some of them are good questions. And we need to discern those and make sure we apply them to our process here in hour number two. In the interim, we'll take one more break and come back and get to what we can. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, there's time for a couple more Twitter. Then I'll go over to Facebook and maybe get the first few I can. Uh, LCA writes, good day, fine gents. I feel like LCA should have been a member of the Beastie Boys. Like some sort of, uh, he's LCA. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> good day, fine gents. I listened to the interviews from our portal ads. Impressed with KZ and JJ. Uh, Jamie seems like a fun character, although he, quote, just wants to play ball. DJ and, and Kier are, uh, are here because our coaches were relentless. Any concerns on their ability to help shape culture? No, because I think the maturity uh, um, – look, and, and DJ I, I, was a per- perfectly polite kid. He just didn't want to be there. He was only there so he wouldn't get fined. He did not – he did not enjoy that process at all, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be a good locker room. His interactions with the media doesn't mean he's not going to be a good locker room uh, um, presence. But I think, man, you can't watch Jamie Robinson and Mackenzie Milton and think like, oh, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be tough on the locker room. I, I think uh, they're going to be good, very, very good for the locker room. Yeah. Imarat- I also didn't realize he's only 19, Jamie Robinson. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's crazy. Imarat something, right? Uh <laughs> What is the reason so many successful coaches move from one job to another? Will we ever have the likes of Bobby Bowden, Lou Holtz, or Joe Paterno again? Uh, unlikely, and the answer is money. Um, okay, Nick writes, the transfer portal has been fruitful. Do you think we could improve uh, improve much like Miami did this past season? I thought they were going to be dysfunctional, but a quarterback and other key pieces got them down a different path in our year of COVID. Thanks for all you guys do. Thanks, Nick. Uh, I don't think we'll be – I don't think you'll see the turnaround as as, uh, fruitful as Miami's, uh, but I do think it does change uh, the outlook for next year in a positive way without question. Yeah, I don't know that you think McKenzie Milton's going to be as good as Derek King just because Derek King had been very good the year before and hadn't taken uh, a hiatus like this. But also Miami was working from a better position on defense. They did not have the worst defense in Power 5 going into last year like Florida State will have going into next year. Yeah, that's the better answer, Corey, because their roster is better than Florida State's. By the way, I don't think Derek King's very good. I know you do, but he's okay. Um, well, he's, they, he was certainly a better option than what they had. He's not an NFL player. but Yeah, he's better know. than Nikosi Perry, sorry, yeah. ass. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't – you know, I just people rave about him. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty average. Um, but when you're terrible, average seems like a real good thing. And that's yeah. kind of the point about Florida State is that we brought in some guys that we think – can be very average, which when you're replacing sorry, that's a really good thing. Uh, Nathaniel Hornbull writes, to my favorite podcasting trio, I hope the New Year's finds you doing well, especially Iris, since he's now an old-ass man. Guys, it was incredible last year when Trent Forrest posterized uh, Jordan Lara. This year we had Malik Osborne emasculating some poor sap on his beloved KFC Yum home floor. What's next? Wyatt Wilkes hop skipping and jump launching his way to class and jump souls all off season just so he can rise up to the rafters and throw down a Dominique Wilkins-esque hammer right in some sorry-ass Cardinals face in the tuck? My goodness gracious, big sausage energy. Why Why do they keep trying to block the shots? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think when it comes to uh, the Osborne one, maybe if you'd watched film, you're like, well, he's not going to go up and dunk it. He hadn't done much this year. And then he looked like the guy from last year. Remember, he was finishing all those alley hoops. Yeah. Um, he had one against them last year up there on an alley from uh, MJ. Yeah, that's uh, and Trent tweeted about it after the game. Yeah, they and there's no love loss between these two programs either. They right. Florida State does not like Louisville at all, so they're very excited when they do something like that. Hey, so by the way, I meant to say this last hour we were talking about the kind of program that the Leonard Hamilton and his staff have developed and why they're special and fun to watch and root for. I love the one thing that's happened with COVID and having fewer fans in the stands is you can hear the interaction between players after every series on the floor. Man, how much do these guys love watching each other succeed? 
Yeah. It is so, they're so vocal, so together. The celebrations that happen when somebody does something well, it's unanimous. They're, they're just, they love each other. It's awesome. There, we also there, have an epidemic now that we know for sure because the, the crowds aren't there. Every time they get near the basket, every basketball and player, and one, even when they missed the shot and did not get fouled. So it's an and none, and you didn't make the shot. You're still yelling and one. It's like a, it's like Pavlovian at this point. Yeah. If you're near the rim and you throw it up, you're yelling and one. That started with the NBA, by the way. Yeah. But on the uh, on the the teamwork, the chemistry, whatever. There was a there was a spot in the uh, in the Louisville game where they were. I, I don't think we saw it live, but when they showed like a montage later. And there was a play, like somebody made a play, and Scotty Barnes is doing his dance on the sideline. It's just so cool. I mean, you got a—he's a, a one-and-done guy, and he's like doing a dance behind the bench because one of his teammates made a play when he's not even in the game. And that's you know just a—it's <laughs> cool to watch. Uh, all right, Ryan Wright, hi, gentlemen. I think the basketball team only loses one to two, maybe two more games. Am I crazy for thinking this? Looking at the schedule. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's still it's possible, but that's not probable. It's it's they, basketball. You're not going to shoot like this ever. You're going to have games where you just can't make shots. It just happens. Yeah, they the may be favored. Can. They may be favored in all but like a couple of these games, but yeah. you just assume. Finally, finally, yeah. after people like wake the hell up, they're underdogs half the time. You just crack up laughing. I've made all kinds of money off of Florida. Well, State. and road games aren't true road games. Not that they were struggling on the road anyway, but road games aren't true road games anymore. There's not there's not really a big factor, a crowd factor to deal with. Greg writes, love this basketball team and the culture around the program. Truly awesome to watch. A few questions. Will Raquan Evans and Nathaniel Jack be eligible to come back next year due to COVID? Do we think Gray will be back next year? And lastly, how many of the current players on the team do you think will play professionally? All of them can come back, uh, even the seniors this year. They're gonna, the winter sports are going to be counted in that free run. Um, and Raquan's got another year anyway. Um, so I would definitely think he'll be back. We talked, we talked about the NBA stuff a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah, no, he was just that pro pro in general, all of them. They all, like, that's the one thing that yeah, Leonard and his staff yeah. do a great job of is they find homes or help find homes for all their players overseas if they don't make the NBA. From Luke Lauks to David Nichols to Robert Gilchrist, they're all trying to find a way to get them uh, a, a pro career when, they're, when yeah. their careers at Florida State Isaiah, are over. Isaiah Swan, I think. Jason Rich, those guys are still playing yeah. In, yeah. overseas. Tony Douglas, too. Joe writes... I fell off the program. I can't even watch the NFL. I used to watch the Knowles lose in the 70s for $1 end zone tickets and sit at the 40-yard line and slip uh, and sling TP rolls. But COVID has taken the air out of my soul. I can't even watch the NFL for more than a half. My only sport is football. Please boost me up to get me back to being me. Thanks in advance. Well, Joe, the vaccines are coming, baby. Yeah, they're here. There. It's a little slower than we would like. But I will tell you, man, let's project around June. You're going to be going back to games again in all likelihood. You're going to be able to gather around other people. So you'll be all right. Just hang in there. Hang tight, buddy. Yep, yep. Stay safe. Hang tight for the next uh, three months until we all, we're all we all vaccinated and we all can be on Ira's uh, porch. And yep. then in uh, Corey's backyard around the fire, not just Perfect. Tim Winnipeg. Like yeah, watching Tim The beauty is if, if when we're all vaccinated, I don't have to go out in my dumb backyard. You just be in my house. Yep. You know what I'm saying, Ira? You just I'm be in my house. Right I'm going to sit right on the couch next to Corey. Our legs are going to touch. Well, I don't have a lot of furniture, so you're, you're still going to have to bring your own lawn chair like it is a backyard <laughs> thing, but okay. you're going to put it in my living room. Uh, Michael writes, is it just me, or does Wyatt Wilkes feel like he's been at FSU since Michael Snare was draining threes and Iroh was the salt and pepper fox? <laughs> yeah. 
And imagine if he like he's he can come back obviously next year. Uh, MJ theoretically could come back next year. Imagine if MJ's on the team next year. Like people will be like, "What? There's no way he's still here." Yeah, he's been. He, there's no way because MJ's been good to, or a contributor since he was a freshman. He's been a known name since he was a freshman, and to and to have been here five years would be something. I I would be surprised if he comes back, but it's a possibility. All right, a couple more. Bob writes, good day, dirty old sausage-slinging boys. It seems that Knowles basketball is similar to last year's team. The offense looks similar and has improved play by Balsa, but the defense doesn't seem to be as good as it was a year ago. Statistically, how similar are the 2019-2020 Knowles and the 2020-2021 Knowles, uh, and do you foresee the potential for a deep run in the tournament? Uh, yes, the, the difference defensively is uh, you just look. You don't lose people like Devin Vassell and Patrick Williams on defense. Not Don't, don't even – Take into account what they do on offense. Their length and their athleticism. Devin Russell was like second on the team in block shots as a guard. Yeah. You just don't have that. You don't have the guys that can sky and get these incredible tough rebounds or challenge shots like they could last year. So, yes, the defense – and, and can, Patrick could guard one through five. Um, you don't have that kind of freakish defensive ability. Uh, so they're not as good. But, yes, they can still make a, a deep run. I absolutely think they can make a deep run, and their guys are improving. There are players who are going yeah. to continue to get better. Yeah, um, and on that note, like, and we've talked about it a little bit before, the Leonard Hamilton's teams, basically every year that you can think of, except maybe a year like where Tony Douglas got hurt late in the season, they're always much better by the end of February than they are in January. So you, what we're seeing now may not be anywhere close to what they could be. Um, Bob... Todd writes, man, I tell you what, 2020 sucked and 2021 is already saying hold my beer. You guys help us along and we really do appreciate it. I hope FSU basketball gets some redemption over last year's season ending too soon. They're really fun to watch. If you think about Leonard Hamilton's career with FSU, it really is an incredible thing. Just how close was he to being fired years ago? He'll probably have a statue made out in front from here on out. Thanks again for all the entertainment and laughs you all give us as well as that Tasty Register Sausage. By the way, took the family to Horizons, and the food was on point. We're definitely, uh, we're definitely going to return. Nice. Uh, go. Appreciate that, Bob. See, we almost didn't get to that. Yeah. See, I, Facebook I, still I comes strong. hard to get to these Facebook yeah. questions just now. We got to like half of them. I did well. Okay. So Ham came real close to getting fired, and if he didn't have Jonathan and Isaac in the wings coming in as a recruit. Twice. Yeah, he, he, he twice he almost yeah. he he was at least on the hot seat. We don't know how close, but he was at least on the hot seat because he had yeah. first six years here he didn't get to the tournament. Then he goes four straight years, and then he goes four years without getting there. Yeah, that stretch where they were changing who they were and what they could be and what they aspired to and the risks that they were taking, he almost didn't survive it. I'm so glad, and so is Florida State uh, faithful everywhere. Uh, that he did. The rest of the ACC, not so much. They're not happy he survived yeah. that. They're not happy that Florida State transformed the program to being a monster like it is right now. But it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. For Iris Chappelle and Corey Clark, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Be well. Peace. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.